Did you really hit record? I always hit record. It's he, okay. We're good. Oh my god, it's fucking cold here. Yeah. What are the temps like up there? It's like thirty six degrees here right now. That's probably nothing compared to what you're dealing with. It's it's four. And it was negative eight this morning. What do you mean four? <laughs> four what? For what? <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, oh, the boy peed on the couch playing Mario Kart. Oh. He couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. You're only allowed to do that outside, son. <laughs> oh. Sounds like somebody's not playing Mario Kart for a while. When you defile your body like that, all of your dead relatives, <laughs> even ones that you've never met, are watching you. <laughs> yes. They're ashamed. Yes, they are. <laughs> that's probably that's my they're ashamed of you now and they'll be ashamed <laughs> of you forever of the many developments on the new righteous gemstones my favorite is <laughs> jesse gemstone's son just jerking off into his underwear and leaving it <laughs> leaving his jerked off underwear hidden all over the house <laughs> oh well, i haven't started it yet but you didn't ruin anything for me i expect no. nothing less yeah. that's amazing crusties <laughs> they just keep finding the crusties everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's so good dude bo you're gonna love it man you haven't it seen is. anything dude it, oh my man it's so that the first two episodes uh, are out yeah. and dude it's oh, the it first starts, two are out. yes and it starts out so fucking good oh, it's perfect oh i can't especially, i love i mean like especially considering danny mcbride is like a diamond in the rough living in the north country it's like everything i need in my life <laughs> dude I'm, like imagine how over the top the first season was Yes. The first two episodes of season two were like ratcheted up like times ten. <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, well, fuck. Vice principals, like they burn that fucking bitch's house down. I mean, <laughs> I mean it just it's insane. Yeah. It's so the first two episodes are just so great. And like and baby Billy's not even he hasn't even shown up yet. <laughs> baby Billy's not even in it yet. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna laugh so hard, like right away. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. Like the very beginning, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little oh, uh, boy. They do a little. Uh, uh, they do a flashback, yeah, and, flashback. The, and and the location is awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <sighs> Should we start? Yeah, let's do it. Also, this Nets Blazers is a makeup game from December twenty third. Okay, we're watching it. All right, I'll have to put it on. Kyrie's oh, playing. Ooh, I do need to put it on. Is this when? Uh, what would Portland have COVID, or did Brooklyn have COVID? Brooklyn did. Okay. KD had it. KD was out, so they postponed the game. <laughs> it's just KD. Well, I mean, this really isn't. This isn't fair for Brooklyn. Um, if they don't because now Portland has Rodney Billups on the bench. Oh. That's true. My uh, it's not a classmate. true makeup. We went to school together. That's right. Du, you guys played hockey together and won a championship or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It's, it was cutting out a lot over the Zoom. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> we played skateboarding together. Let's listen to some music.
Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 92. It's Monday night, January 10th, 2022. Thank you for listening. Who is here tonight? In studio, directly across from me is Brian Clark. Hey, what up? Yo. And coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is Bo Brady. Hey, what's happening? What up, Bo? What are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk hoops. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a little fun. Visit houseofhoops.com it's h-a-u-s of hoops.com for links to social media you can listen to the podcast and earlier episodes you can contact us and you can buy some silly shirts on our shop you doing i'm well doing great good how's your week been it's been cold as shit <laughs> yeah what yeah have, what have you been up to you just stay inside all the time when it's cold like that uh no it actually warmed up saturday the girls had ski lessons so we all went to the ski hill nearby and oh. watched them do that i snowboarded a little bit but not really oh nice that's fun. Are they any good? Or are they just crawling? Yeah, the girls can do pretty good. They're just starting to figure out how to turn and stop, basically. And then the boy, he's got these like kind of tethers to his ankles and Kate holds on to him and he he's obsessed. He he wants to like go and go and go and go over and over and over. <laughs> and the girls are just doing the little like little bitty bunny hill over and over and over again. Yeah. So it was fun. That's cool. He likes to go fast. He just likes to go. He wants to just ski all day. Yeah. That's all right. It's okay. That was fun. Yeah. Nice. You know, I've never skied before in my life. Brian, have you ever skied? I have not. I have not snow skied. I have not water skied. You've never water skied either? So you don't know how to get up? Not on skis. (laughs) That would be so funny. We got to get you out on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got a boat? Uh, you can rent them. You can rent them. Okay. Our buddy Evan likes to go up, out to the lake. Does he have a boat or he rents one? We rent. Nice. Whenever I've gone. Uh, unless he's bought a boat since, I don't know, he has a truck now. Maybe he bought a right. boat. A Could be. Bo- a big, fast speed boat. He made some money selling that house. <laughs> 
He still has a job. Buy a bo- yeah, buy a boat. Buy a boat, Evan. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he even listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's listening. Anything else, Bo? No, it's just been cold as shit. It was negative eight this morning here with a minus 20 degree wind chill. I wouldn't go outside. Nope. You got to go outside. You got to do things. Nah. You got to embrace You got to embrace it. Just watch TV all day. Hmm. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian, what have you been doing? Oh, you know, working and living, man. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Why do I not do I not do I seem like I'm not well? No. <laughs> ah, you seem fine. Just pushing along, just grinding along, you know. Mm-hmm. Just keep going forward until death. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Jeff? <laughs> just fine. Good. Hello, darkness, my old I got a new bed. That was pretty cool. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nice. It's it's, it's nice. It's a nice bed. We spent a lot of time in bed. Um, not as much as I would like. <laughs> several hours Let's, every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, yeah. You probably spend more time in bed than you do in your car. Absolutely. You should, you should have a nice bed. Yeah. Got a, got a nice new mattress and box springs. That's nice. I want to get a bed. Yeah? I want one of those, like, insanely, like, tech smart beds i don't think that's what you want man yeah it has like a massage chair on the side uh, maybe maybe that would be cool <laughs> we uh we had a tempur-pedic that we i don't know it's maybe 10 years old yeah we went and tested out mattresses then and and what i've discovered after buying this tempur-pedic is that i don't really like memory foam i like a good firm mattress oh yeah i don't like to like sink into a bed mm-hmm so yeah, this new mattress is like a nice firm like pillow top. Nice. I think I'm the same way. My bed I got for free from Evan. Nice. Because uh it's like super soft and he tried it out and he was like, dude, I sunk in that thing and I hate it. Yeah. And now that's what I sleep on. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he just they he asked him if they wanted him to return it and they were like, You just keep it. Oh really? We'll just send you another one. <laughs> awesome. Because you, once you unroll those fucking things, yeah, they ship them. Like you can't get them back yeah. in there. Oh, what do he? What he got? Like it was like a or something like that. Or like some mail order shit. Gotcha. Yeah, beep, beep that out. I don't want. I don't want anybody getting any uh, free publicity. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Stamps dot com. Yeah. <laughs> I use Mailchimp. <laughs> when you're when it's twenty below in Minnesota, you use Stamps dot com. Yeah. Is there a speaking of Mailchimp? Is there? Um, do they still do that serial podcast? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I don't know if they've done like season three or four of it or whatever. That was like the big. They were the big advertiser on serial. <laughs> Mailchimp. <laughs> and he goes. I use Mailchimp. Uh, um. Yeah. Bed. bed. Um. Work. Basketball. Got to watch a little basketball this week. And that was fun. Nice. Did you watch the Tigers game? Did I was I was working, but I got to. We were oddly slow that day. Yeah, that was that was yesterday, right? Big game yesterday. I came in. Yeah. And we were like super staffed for once ever. Yeah, it was in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. 
And yeah, I came in and there was like an army of people in there. I was like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm managing. This is great. Yeah. So I just like stood at the bar and folded boxes and like. It's nice when you don't have to go in there and be like a cook. Yeah, we don't we don't like manage much anymore. We're like backing up stations. No, we're like we're fucking like it's nice when you can just kind of like watch quality and, and make sure everything's running smoothly mm-hmm. and and, and uh, actually do managing. It's nice. Yeah. What's up with you, yeah, Jeff? Yeah. So the game, the game. Oh yeah. Watch the Tigers game. Yeah. That was fun. Tigers won a close one. It's, it's like awesome, dude. Uh, it's good. To, it's good to play play a close game like that and come out on top against a good team. Yeah. Cincinnati. Hmm. They got some fucking haters on Twitter. The Cincinnati people. Oh yeah, Cincinnatians. The Cincinnatians. They were like trolling Lester, Quinones. Yeah. Quinone, what about his shorts? Quinones. Yeah, they were just talking about like he has like the most punchable face. Oh, things like that. Gotcha. Well, you know, he embraced it though. He's sure. quote, he's quote tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there was a little bit of that with the Grizzlies. <laughs> Yeah. Last night as oh, well. Oh, the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers fans were sour. Yeah. Some some washed up pop star was fucking talking shit about Desmond Bain. Who? I don't know. Oh. Halsey? I don't is know. Is it Polly Shore? Halsey? Polly Shore? <laughs> I don't know that she's washed up or not. She could be super popular. I don't know. I'm 41 years old. I wouldn't know. So No idea. She looks like she's 16. Oh, was she chirping in? What was she saying? I don't know. She said something about Desmond Bain having like a, like just talking trash. Oh. He had like a potty mouth or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, quote, I don't, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like yeah. something like Desmond Bain. He just a, yeah. He has a bad mouth or something. It's so, like so f- Jeff, I gotta ask you, and, and Brian, you too. You can answer this. You guys have sat close to the Grizzlies this year. Do they talk a lot of trash? Mad trash. Yeah, they do. I love it. So what are they saying to the other guys? Like you're. Mama's got a juicy booty or something I mean, like yeah. that. No, it ain't like that. <laughs> Man, your mama got a Albert King record cover booty. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it is you can't fuck with us. Yeah, shit. like there's a there's a lot of trash talk after like big plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if, mm. if somebody tries to talk trash to us to the Grizzlies, they'll they'll give it right back to them. Okay. Yeah, Braun said something about like. Y'all need to stop with all that trash talking or something. Something along those yeah. lines. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Y'all need to stop talking trash, but I'm a fucking problem. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It's like, dude, you talk trash all when you're winning all the time, LeBron. <laughs> stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so hypocritical. But apparently, yeah, apparently they uh, they they're gaining a reputation in the league. It's like the shit talking team because <laughs> they're young and nobody respects them they're winning games yeah they're going out and punching people in the mouth <laughs> that's right yeah they, it's pretty unbelievable what they're doing indeed nine in a row hopefully uh hopefully number 10 tomorrow night while i'm in the house a franchise record sunday yesterday yeah. nine in a row it's never been done in memphis and, and and Grizzlies history, mm-hmm. certainly not in Vancouver where they were winning twenty games a year. But yeah. the streak has it made the Grizzlies a contender? I mean, I, uh, it makes me like our chances to advance further in the playoffs. You know, get through the first round. 
I mean, we're yeah, we're still a. I mean, we're still a young team, dude. If they get for, through the first round, I'll be amazed. Yeah, like it'll be a successful season. Yeah, I was thinking just get not a play in spot. Yeah, I get sick. No, if yeah. we if we win a series, I'll be I'll be very content with how the season's turned out. Right, because that's just that's just a natural progression, you know. Right, it's been play in, play in, play in, loss, mm-hmm. play in, win, mm-hmm. and then the next step is no plan. Yeah, like it seems like and, very baby yeah, steps. Yeah. yeah, but what if they're a home court team and they're playing like this in the playoffs? They're they're going to beat whoever they play. Yeah, I know it's it'd be they're awesome. Three that's or a four giant seed. Leap. Yeah, that's a giant leap. And they're playing but, Minnesota's. All right. <laughs> what we're saying is the expectations were let's just try not to mm-hmm. be a play in team. Yeah, just right. legitimately make the playoffs. But now that they've made this giant leap and they have the streak, Bo, what do you think? Like, are they a contender? Like, obviously, I, we'd be satisfied with just getting through the first round, obviously. But I mean, I do. I guess the I, to me the question is, can they make the second round? Or, mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a possibility. But then it goes beyond that. Do you think they could make the Western Conference Finals? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they play like this, can they? And get- they and they're playing, let's say they play Minnesota or if they get Lakers first round and they could beat them somehow. And then who would their second round matchup be? The question is, do you consider them a contender after the streak for the title? Probably not. No, they're too young. It's not enough. I want to see what they can do in the playoffs before I declare that they're a contender. The second round They'd be playing like the Warriors <laughs> with Clay, with Desmond Bain. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't think they could beat the Warriors. Well, tomorrow night, series. Tomorrow night, the Grizzlies will play the Warriors in Memphis Tuesday night. The Grizzlies moved up to number two in the power rankings. She over this streak. Guess who's number one? Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> well, I guess I don't want to say the Grizzlies are a contender because I've been hurt before. Right. We don't get our hopes up. Yeah. Not here. So for us, like, it ain't House of Hopes. <laughs> for, <laughs> for us, it's. Like, just don't be a play-in team. Yeah. Like, that's a good step. Over this nine-game winning streak, the Grizzlies ranked fourth offensively and third defensively. Yes. Uh, no, I, ch- I changed <laughs> change my mind. Contenders. <laughs> if they play, if this continues. Contenders. If they can keep well, yeah. this level of competition yeah. up for five mm-hmm. more months. <laughs> If they if they win out this season, <laughs> no, I mean, if, dude, if they enter the playoffs and they're a, let's say they're a top ten team offensively and a top ten team defensively, then yes, <laughs> they're a contender. Yeah, a lot of people want to see things before they get on board mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like sticking their neck out. Yeah. A lot of people just fucking hate Memphis. Yeah. And they don't think it's possible for a small market team that's never won to win. Mm-hmm. And they're so young. They just don't all have the experience. Those bright lights right. come on. Yeah. But it would make a hell of a thirty for thirty though. 
God, man. Talk about fucking shocking the world. <laughs> like I said, like you said, Brian, we don't want to get our hopes up. But I'm not willing to say contender until I see a little more. I mean, it's a wild ride so far. But I need to see a little more before I'm willing to say contender. I don't know, man. They just dominated the fucking Lakers, though. <laughs> let's see how tomorrow goes. I don't know. Let's see. Let's give it a couple more weeks before I'm going to say contender. It's a nine-game winning streak. Is nice. I need to see more. They got the Warriors coming up. They already beat the Warriors once, but now you know we're one and one against the Warriors this season, right? It's mid. Played them twice. It's mid-season. Yeah. I want to see these. Uh, I want to see a couple more games, but I don't know if they're contender. I mean, the Grizzlies had to make a huge jump in the power rankings to get where they are. They went up six spots, so they weren't like already up in the top mm-hmm. five or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> they made a big jump based on the streak. I think they'll keep winning games. I mean, even if they just go five hundred from here on out, then they're good. They'll be sitting nicely, not a play-in team. And that's really all yeah. we want. Some people are throwing the contender word around. So I was just curious what y'all thought. I just think it's too early. Mm-hmm. And if they become a contender, then I don't think I that would shock me, but I'm not going to call them a contender. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, NBA news. Well, what did you see in the news? You're always good at seeing news. One of the big, biggest things that stood out to me was Clay Thompson's back after whatever 900 or 2000 days off or whatever it was 941 days from games. Clay's awesome. Yeah. You can hate the warriors as much as I, I have in the past. I hated them, but just kind of, they just were just so dominant. It was just getting, getting old to me. It wasn't exciting though. It was exciting. I suppose. It's fun to see Clay play and shoot shoot the ball. He's he's a, as Kawhi Leonard says, he's a I'm a fun guy. That's what Clay is. I heard he spent the whole afternoon out on his boat before the game. Wouldn't that fuck up your equilibrium? I mean, it's probably a small boat, so it's not getting rocked around too much. Yeah, it's just in the bay. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, if he's spending a lot of time on the boat, he's got sea legs. So that's true. Boating to work. How NBA champion Clay Thompson makes a splash on the way to the court. That editor really thought he was clever when he made that headline. (laughs) It's a 37-foot fishing boat. So, yeah, it's like a a mini yacht. Just a little get-arounder. This article says, uh, when Thompson began taking the boat to Chase Center, where the Warriors play, he was just tying it up in a nearby marina. Apparently, he was just docking his boat wherever he wanted. <laughs> Somebody had to tell him, uh, you can't just do that. You can't just pull your boat in wherever you want. <laughs> Mike Brown recalls Clay saying, you've got to hook me up with those people. And I guess this, there was a restaurant across the street from the arena that had a dock. And Clay was trying to get in with them. He said, you've got to hook me up with those people. And Mike Brown was like, uh, why? And Clay goes, they have a boat dock in the back, and that's a perfect place for me to bring my boat to the game. 
get out, walk across the street, and I'm at Chase Center ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Mike Brown said, who drives a boat to the game? <laughs> These guys are living on a different level, you know? Could you take a boat to the game in Miami? I assume for the right price, you can take a boat wherever you want. So, Clay's first game after over 900 days. Did you see what he put up? He put up uh, 17. Mm -hmm. Dude, the Warriors were never going to lose that game. Did you watch any of it? Did you catch that game? I was unable to, no. So, they were playing the Cavs, which isn't a terrible team. But the Warriors were never losing that game. The arena was insane. Everybody's standing up, losing their fucking minds. The team is super fired up that he's back. There was no way they were losing that game. There was too much energy in the Warriors' favor. Like, the fans were losing their fucking minds. I think his first play was like a drive to the lane, and he scored. The crowd just went nuts. Yeah, Steve Kerr said that uh, that play was not called for him. <laughs> he just took control. Yeah. ISO. Yeah. Computer blue. <laughs> hey, man, take a shot. He took 18 shots in 20 minutes. Yeah, played, that sounds about right. <laughs> played like 19 and a half minutes or something. Clay was quoted saying, I mean, nothing's really changed. When he was asked about the 18 <sighs> shots in 20 minutes. <laughs> he also was quoted saying, uh, tough times don't last. Tough people do. That's what I learned. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys you got to watch out for. Andrew Bogut ain't coming down the tunnel. But you got to, and Kevin Durant's not suiting up. But those are the guys you got to watch out for, man. If they can stay healthy. Look at them older players, man. They have more trouble staying healthy. Look at them nice young Grizzlies. They ain't got no experience, but their uh, health really hasn't been a big problem. Unless you're Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Well, they got, they're, they're I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm ready to say they're, I mean, they're deep, obviously, but they have playable depth. Yeah. It's like the deepest Grizzly team ever. I saw something in the news. Yeah. All right. Now, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. It's Zhang Zhu, I think. It's spelled Z I Y U. It's, Chinese. How would you say that name? Zhu? It's a 14-year-old basketball player from Shandong, China. This player has been getting a lot of attention because of uh, their unusual height. This player is 7 feet 5 inches. He's 14 years old. I didn't say he. She's... Oh... This player is getting compared to Chinese basketball legend Yao Ming, Bo's favorite player of all time. I don't know if Yao is my favorite, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Just play along. <laughs> I know he is. You always pick them in in uh, NBA live drafts. <laughs> well, we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I did, he did one move where he was completely unstoppable. Because he was 7'5". And it's a video game, so he didn't really get hurt. And I would go like, <laughs> I think Yao would shoot, you know, 22 of 23 from the field with no three-pointers, of course. 
Yeah. If you needed a bucket. Yeah. Just throw it down to yell. That's right. Yeah, it's a it's a female basketball player. 14 though. So we're thinking it's going to be a while till the states can even are you just staring at the halftime show? I am. So yeah. It's going to be a while before. Yeah, this guy on the, the ladder. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a while before anybody in the States can actually do anything with this player as far as like trying to get her over to mm-hmm. play in college or in a WNBA. But this kid is playing basketball and it's very good, apparently. Mm-hmm. That could completely alter the WNBA. Seven five, mm-hmm. like that could change. This is, I mean, this is assuming by the time she's eighteen, she has any bones left in her feet. Yeah, but you're assuming that somebody wouldn't just take a chance and play her anyway. Oh, I mean, yeah. Somebody. You mean the Chinese government? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of anything like this. Seven foot five. We've seen it a couple times with. Males, but I've never heard of a seven-five female basketball player. I guess the kid is having a little trouble, you know, adapting to their her size. <laughs> uh, there's like, yeah. I mean, imagine trying to like have friends and be, like be a normal teenager. You're seven foot five. It just seems like an impossible life. Hopefully, the adversity won't just ruin the kid. That's got to be tough, though. Making friends and trying to go on dates with boys and shit. You're obsessed with this halftime show. I'm. This guy's riding like a 12-foot-tall unicycle. Oh, it is easily 12 foot, maybe and, 14. And he just dunked a basketball. I'm just, and I'm actively rooting for him to, like, fall. Well, no, it's probably more like 10 and a half, 11. It, that, look at the seat <laughs> when he gets up to the hoop. The seat, the seat looked like it was about... <laughs> Two feet higher than the hoop. Look at how long that ever, chain is. What if he... Well, never I won't. What if that chain mind. snapped? <laughs> from the wheelbase to the... Yeah, to the, to the gear. Yeah. So the sprocket, is that what they call it? I can't imagine she's going to have any kind of normal life. I mean, her, she's probably going to be owned by the Chinese government. Oh, she already is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. A uh, player like that could totally change the WNBA how do you guard that you don't what if um <laughs> probably can exploit it exploit her on defense she's probably got some pretty glaring weaknesses yeah but you're just scoring every time down the court yeah. on the other end how funny would it be if if like Daryl Morey signed her <laughs> oh to the NBA yeah is that even legal <laughs> Are they even allowed just as to like a <laughs> well, Boban doesn't do much in the NBA. Just as like a fuck you to China. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would be pretty funny. I guess I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> we own the rights to Zhang Zhou. I don't know how to say the name. Bo, how do you say it? Z i y u. Z zhou zhou zhou. Gotta brush up on my Chinese, my Mandarin. But what else did you see in the news? Anything? There's one other thing. Oh, the bull bull trade. He got traded for some second round picks or something to the to the Pistons. From Denver. And everybody's 
from Denver, and everybody's hoping it's free bowl bowl time. I know somebody in our fantasy league named Jeff Hausman picked him up. That's right. I grabbed him. I yeah. had nothing to lose. I thought about grabbing him, and I should have because I have an open roster spot that's just sitting there. Yeah, why not take a chance? He could win the league for you. The hope is that he'll get some playing time and be productive. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen or not. It seems pretty 50-50. Some people yep. believe and some people are like, you guys are all fucking idiots. It's something we haven't seen, so how would anybody actually know? Everybody's just uh, speculating. I was wondering, Bo, if maybe Detroit could sign Taco Fall as well. I think, he, is he free agent or is he on the Cavs still? He has been waived by Cleveland last week oh okay and then they could sign your girl from china too yeah detroit yeah yeah detroit's like cleveland do you think you got bigs we got bigs <laughs> it could it could have fall bowl taco fall bowl fall bowl yeah i see where you're going with that fall bowl sure <laughs> with bobo it's always just been playing time the only time he gets on the games in detroit in Denver was garbage time. He doesn't get any minutes. But when he has played minutes, he's been productive. So I don't see what the fucking big issue is. The kid wants to play. The kid loves playing basketball. Uh-huh. And he loves to score. Uh-huh. Maybe if he doesn't feel rushed because he only has three minutes to produce, he can actually... I've seen him make some good passes. Yeah. This kid grew up with an NBA father. He's been around basketball his whole life. Mm-hmm. And he's just happened to grow to be over seven feet tall. Like it's the perfect player. I don't I don't understand why people are dogging him so bad. I guess a lot of people talk about the death chart in Detroit. Why would they trade picks away for something that's on an expiring contract? Is it for the money? They are one and one since trading for Bull Bull. Hmm. Excuse me, one and oh, pardon me. That was that was wrong. One and up. So was it, it was a pick that they had already gotten from Brooklyn? It's a very low risk, high reward. It was a, it was a it was a three team trade, I believe. Oh, okay. Somehow. I think Detroit already had that Brooklyn pick. Um Detroit sent Rodney Magruder and a twenty twenty two second round pick via the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, gotcha. To Denver for a bowl. Yeah, you're right. Hey, I'm all for bowl bowl. I'm a emotionally invested now i mean if his if his ceiling is a rotation player you know yeah 25 minutes a game is all i want Mm -hmm. more than garbage time let's see the jazz are gonna sign denzel valentine the free agent that was traded all over the place two weeks ago with the uh rondo trade so the jazz are picking up valentine Who who do they wave the Jazz? Yeah, they waived somebody to sign Valentine. I think they just decided not to sign uh, James Ennis. Oh, yeah. They had, him on, they had him on a 10-day. What? Ennis is going to sign with Denver, I believe. Oh, he's going to take that spot? Yeah. Okay. What about Omar Yurtseven? Have you seen what he's been doing? I have. He's been doing things. He's a become kind of a regular topic around here miami had bam out at one point and dwayne deadman out at one point and so he was getting some run still yeah i mean getting over 20 minutes a game since the 
21st of December. Over 30, or averaging over 30 minutes a game since the 26th. Yeah. That's when he started uh, starting. Gotcha. It's the 26th. Gotcha. Yeah, and he's putting up like pretty good numbers, double doubles, 15, 16 rebounds a game, and probably like 14 to 15 points per game, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Over the last uh, couple of weeks. Saturday night, eight assists, two steals. He's a 23-year-old rookie. He's the first rookie since Shaquille O'Neal to record 15-plus rebounds in four consecutive games. How have the Heat been doing since the 26th when he started starting? Let's see, one, two, three, five, and two with Yurt 7 starting. They ain't bad. Decent results. They lost to the Warriors. They also lost to the Kings. But that was probably a game without, like, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry or something. But they beat the Suns, they beat the Blazers, they beat the Wizards. They won some good games. Brian, you're you're the Yurt Seven guy. I am. Aren't you? Yeah, he was. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's getting some runs. So when they when Miami gets healthy and they're just and they're bringing him off the bench instead of starting him, I mean, I think that's a you know, mm-hmm. you want a guy that's got already had some run, got some experience, coming yeah. off your bench as a big man. Miami's in a weird spot. They got all these young guys like Hero and now Yurt Seven. Mm-hmm. But they're also like trying to make a championship run. Yeah. I wonder what makes more sense to package those guys, those young guys, and trade them for more vets or to try to stay young and plan for the future too. I mean, if they're good, hold on to them. Yeah. You know? Sure. I think it's kind of like the Grizzlies thing. If they are, if they're playing, good basketball and they can't get more for him in a trade versus what they're going to get for him having him this year hang on to him i guess if there was like a nice big trade where somebody was like i want some young talent and i'm going to give you this stud Mm -hmm. yeah they're going to give you uh then you have some trade pieces what's that guy in indiana tj warren warren (laughs) or anybody i don't know all no warren's probably not Karis Levert, none of those guys are worth trading for. Miles Turner seems like the the guy that wants out. Yes. I thought Sabonis was the guy that wants out. Do they all want out? Yeah. <laughs> I think they all, Maybe I think they all want out. They all Come want with. out. <laughs> you know who doesn't want out? Jalen Brown. He doesn't want out of Boston. There's been a lot of rumors with Jalen Brown this season. A lot of talk about him getting traded. But the Celtics have indicated that they want to build around Tatum and Brown. They have no interest in splitting up the two all-star forwards. Looked like Brown was going to get traded with the uh, Philly-Simmons deal. and There's been rumors, but uh, apparently those two are on the same page and they're ready for better days ahead. And the Celtics have no plan to break those two up. And there's other rumors with Atlanta. So Atlanta's been in the news talking about uh, maybe a fit for Ben Simmons. But John Collins, you know him. He's the young guy. He's got mad hops. He's plays forward. Mm-hmm. He has grown increasingly frustrated with his role in Atlanta. These are reports. Mm. His, shot att- 
Yeah, his shot attempts, his usage rate have all decreased. And we know him because he's like super athletic, super energetic, and high motor dude. Mm-hmm. He's just like bouncing all over the fucking place. But apparently in the Hawks locker room on multiple occasions, he's requested that the team commit to one another this season, play harder. And he feels like his voice goes unheard in the locker room. This is a quote from John Collins. It says, we've got to give a damn. We've got to care. The Hawks aren't having a good season. Well, they're not relative to where they were last year, for sure. They've taken like a step back, right? They're sitting in 12th place, at 17 and 22 in the East. They're not even a play-in team right now. And we're halfway, we're like exactly halfway through the season right now. Yeah. It seems that there's a lack of defense, a lack of effort, and a lack of heart in Atlanta. John Collins on why the Hawks aren't consistently bringing the urgency, effort, and defense, and what can be done to fix it. Collins said, uh, I've banged my head on the wall a couple times trying to figure it out. There's really no excuse. There's some frustration in Atlanta. They could maybe be a team that makes some moves before the trade deadline. It could happen. They could be a player. I just thought it was interesting. A couple of rumors there floating around. Those are very interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's just frustration. Maybe he's just trying to get the press to like light a fire under some of these guys' asses. Anything else in the news, Bo? Anything catch your eye? Uh, I mean, it's a bunch of health and safety stuff, but no, not not worth really diving into at this point. I mean, guys are coming and going all the time right now. In and out, in and out yeah. with the health and safety protocols. If we were an everyday show, sure. Let's cover them all. <laughs> Once a week, I don't know if it's worth it for us. We could. Go ahead if you want to. Daily House of Hoops. I got no interest in covering who's in and who's out every single day. That'd be something good for the House of Hoops Twitter feed. You just just retweet (laughs) Shams. (laughs) Just retweet Shams. Yeah. What would be the point of that? Yeah, yeah. If you want updates on health and safety protocols, I would suggest actually going and finding like a uh, fantasy basketball website (laughs) on Twitter because they post all that shit. Turn your alerts on. Should Jeff, we, will you grab me a beer? Yeah, absolutely. You want the same one? or? Yeah, it's fine. I think I'll have one too. All right. Brian, do you have any news stories that you want to talk about? Or I mean, I had like the early all-star voting returns pulled up. but Oh. I mean. How far away is Ja from being a starter? Uh, he's in third place in the backcourt. Uh, these are the early returns. These are the ones that came out on the 6th. Oh, okay. So these are the, you know, it's not that important. Well, it looks like Jaw's going to be an all-star, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, he'll get in there. All-NBA team and ruin the Grizzlies salary cap. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to fuck that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) John Moran's going to ruin our flexibility. (laughs) And then Desmond Bain after him. It doesn't mean the first team. <laughs> oh, well. 
Kyle and Tyus both come off the books. Like this might be our last chance to, I don't know, to win a title. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start having to pay these guys. Isn't Jaw up for an extension next year? They got Jaron and Jaw back back oh. here. So yeah, if Jaron yeah. got his extension, then yeah, that Jaw would be up for an extension. Hmm. Maybe we can keep Stephen Adams cheap. I don't know. It's hard to imagine how much he drops after making seventeen million next next season. Like how much does he drop down? And he'll still be under oh. thirty. Yeah, the Grizzlies don't have a lot coming off the books, but they got a lot of guys coming up for contracts. Yeah, Jaw's gonna ruin that cap when he gets all NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? I think it's time. The pick game of the week. It's time for the game was on a Saturday. You guys know who played? It was the Milwaukee Bucks at the Charlotte Hornets. Good job, Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Noted Grizz killer, Kelly Oubre. Ubre is in health and safety protocols now, but he wasn't in this game. Did you guys uh, watch it? I did, dude. I couldn't. Ha- I couldn't stand watching Keller Ubre this game. <laughs> he was playing his he ass really off. His, <laughs> I can't his, handle it. His hair. I can't handle it, man. See, he'll he'll turn his back on the guy he's defending, and like watch what's going on in the post. <laughs> <laughs> like completely turn around and be like, "What's going on over here?" <laughs> This dude. I'm so sick of this dude. <laughs> he's been playing well, though. He's been putting up numbers. He hit like a ton of threes, I guess, the game before this one. In the fourth quarter, he hit like eight threes or some yeah. shit to win the game. He's a streaky shooter, I guess. Yeah? Appar- yeah, I mean, we saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to seeing Grayson Allen in this game for the Bucks. Nope. Health and safety protocols. No Drew Holiday either. Yeah. I was looking forward to the little Drew and Grayson backboard action. Mm-hmm. I want to see Drew play. I, I feel like I haven't. Him coming off championship, I, want, I just want to see what a championship port guard looks like. I think they needed him. I think they needed both of those guys. Or like DiVincenzo. I think they just needed more scoring in this game. Brian, did you catch the pick game this week? I did. When? Today. How? Today? Yeah. Good for you. Which broadcast did you watch? I watched the Charlotte broadcast. Nice. You can't have enough Del Curry in your life. So this was my first um, Eric Collins experience. Eric Collins. He's their, oh. he's their play-by-play guy. <laughs> and he is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't familiar with my Googled him while I was watching the game because I was like, I was like, is this like, is there usual TV play by play guy? Is he out of like health and health and safety protocols? <laughs> and like, and this is like their radio guy because he calls the game like a radio announcer would call it. Like he's like screaming and freaking out. He's super fired up. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could handle it. I mean, it's different because if you're, if you're a fan of the, the team, you love him. He would probably get on my nerves if I 
watched him a bunch. But no, just watching for the first time hearing him call a game, I thought he was awesome. <laughs> he was so pumped up, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I watched the same broadcast. And just saying, I mean, just saying all kinds of ridiculous stuff. He's like a... He's a fan. Yeah. Like if Clyde Frazier was like cornier almost, I don't know. <laughs> like it's not... I don't I don't know if they're catchphrases because I don't know if he says the stuff, the same stuff every game. <laughs> I don't know either. But I think I think Ubre hit a three and he just... or It was either Ubre or Rozier hit a three and he just screams like, Gorgeous! <laughs> And uh, he gets really into it. Yeah, Miles Bridges had a dunk, and he just screams, "Strong like bull!" Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, what <laughs> is going on with this guy? Yeah, like he has like rage issues or something. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's having fun, but he is just really into it, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was my first Eric Collins experience, and I, and I did enjoy it. You gotta wonder if Dell. Sitting next to him is like this fucking guy. <laughs> like, dude, chill out. Mm-hmm. Or if he's like <laughs> embracing it, and he's like, "Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like the way you do that." Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wonder if I ever meet Del Curry, I'm asking him, "Hey, about that Eric Collins? Yeah. Are you into that shit?" Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of players out. Inactive in this game, DiVincenzo, George Hill, Grayson Allen, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Pat Connington, and then like Marcus Cousin wasn't active. No, they waved him. I know. Oh, I know. D Marcus got deactivated. He's signing with somebody. I just saw today. Who Nuggets? Maybe. Well, I think he did sign with the Nuggets. That would be my recollection. Will Barton's out, but I I mean, I don't know if that's why they signed him. But Will Barton is in the protocols. Weird. Could you imagine, like... Nuggets are in desperation. Marcus Morris is talking trash <laughs> to Jokic. Jokic is like, yeah, I got my brothers. And now I got DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> DeMarcus ain't never got done nothing. all the goons. <laughs> DeMarcus is just talk shit. Yeah. He'll just use the system. <laughs> yeah, DeMarcus would just use the system. The DeMarcus system. If you don't know what the DeMarcus system is, go to our YouTube channel and watch the DeMarcus system. <laughs> <sighs> I watched the Charlotte broadcast because uh, they were the underdog in the game and they were at home. Mm-hmm. What happened to our Portland game? Looks like it's frozen. That freeze up like an hour ago. It's close. Portland's up. Uh, I say it's close. Portland's up by six in the at the end of the third here. And that's from Portland terms. Portland's down 10. My TV locked up. My stream locked up. Anyway, Melo had that sweet behind-the-back wraparound pass right at the beginning of the game, though. That was, yeah, that yep. was awesome. He's a playmaker. Yeah. I haven't gotten to watch a lot of him this season. Mm. And so he was somebody I, I was, like, excited to watch play when I was watching this game. And he, I was immediately rewarded. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> what did you think? I mean, it was a fun pass into the post. Well, what did you think of his game as a whole? I, I, I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah. Okay. He's, he is a basketball player. <sighs> All right. You know who could? Who would? You <laughs> know where he'd look? I'm trying to remember what Eric Collins said when he made that pass. It was probably something like, "Great googly moogly." <laughs> I think he said, 
Pumley with the jam. <laughs> the two hand reverse. <laughs> That's his second reverse of the night. <laughs> that yes. Remember that? He said okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the of the night of his career. <laughs> career night for Plumley. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, Mello, uh, Mello is capable of game changing plays. Like people that make plays that change games, they change <laughs> outcomes. Yeah. They redirect franchises. Mm -hmm. Del Curry explained that move as instinctual. The kid has good instincts that can't be taught. Yeah, I guess you kind of either have that mindset or you don't. I do believe that he's creative when he plays, and he's he's very light-footed, meaning that he can like just bounce around like he's on springs out there. He's creative, plus he's been playing forever. He has two older brothers that are mm -hmm. basketball players. Like He's been playing since he's probably been in diapers. He has the creativity, and he also has, like, a ton of experience mm -hmm. playing. It's a good combination. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's going to be in the league a long time. He's no fucking John Morant, though. Hmm. <laughs> and he's certainly no James Wiseman. We don't know what Wiseman is at all yet, I don't think. No, that's true. The Bucks have $156 million tied up in payroll. The Hornets, 114. A little more reasonable. Do you guys remember why we picked this game? I wanted to see the LaMelo ball thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think we picked it because you really didn't want to do Chicago-Washington again. No, I wanted to. Remember? No. no, I, don't. I was down. Mm. <laughs> we wanted to see how this 500 Charlotte team holds up against the defending champs. Charlotte's not a bad team. I think they're young. Maybe they're well coached. I'm not really sure on that yet. Who's the coach? Is it James Borrego? Borrego. Yeah. He looks like he looks like Evan. He does. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe Evan's like. Well, I guess actually he looks like the Evan International Kevin. Paper thought they were hiring. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> the guy that hit the. <laughs> like wait. We. Okay, well, you'll See, do. He looks like Evan on a job interview, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Evan the first time you meet him, and he's trying to make a good impression. He does not look like work from home, Evan. <laughs> we picked this game because the last time they played, it was a close game. It was like six weeks ago or so, and Charlotte lost by two points. We thought this could be a good one. You guys remember now? Mm-mm. No? Nope. Okay. Yeah, Borrego. He was there to coach, at least. Yeah. Budenholzer was out. Protocols, right? Health and safety. Assistant coach Darvin Ham has been acting as head coach. Coach Ham was quoted saying, My job, the way I see it, is basically to keep the bus moving forward in the right direction. That's what he said right before the game. He said, uh, don't have to come up with a new map. The GPS already has been put on championship. 
Milwaukee only scored 12 points in the second quarter. That's a problem. Charlotte scored 42 in the third. Other than that, it was pretty even. But those were the difference makers. Charlotte, for two consecutive quarters, scored 62, while Milwaukee scored 46. It's the second and third quarters. That's the gap, more or less. That was it. Your guy, Eric Collins, him and Dell, were talking on the broadcast about uh, who does who does Dell think could guard Giannis from, you know, a different era, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. Dell Curry, w- without blinking, maybe they already had this set up, but he said uh, Larry Johnson came to mind because, you know, Larry Johnson was a beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Anthony, Charlotte? yeah. And Anthony Mason was the other guy. Okay. Dell said that he that Anthony Mason was tough. He was strong, and he had really fast hands. He would swipe at the ball, really fast, strong hands, swipe at the ball really well. And that Anthony Mason and Larry Johnson, for that matter, had both earned like the respect from the referees, where they could be very physical mm-hmm. with players. And uh, the rest would kind of let it go. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. One thing that stood out was just Giannis, like being a rim protector, and then like looking like like a huge center out there, like on defense. That's always still impressive to me. I, st- I, can't, I still can't get enough of that. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the rebound or blocks a shot and then takes it down like a point guard and then dunks on everybody. Yeah, Giannis and I, I, full I don't stride. Know if I don't know if he necessarily did that in that game, but the potential for that is always there. Mm-hmm. And it's just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I really like the Hornets court. I did too. I hated it. I like the big basketball. <clears throat> I thought it looked terrible. <laughs> it's good color schemes, I thought. I was I was going to bring up how how bad I thought their court looked. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you like? Just the aesthetics or... I thought it was kind of a throwback with right? just, it was fun. I liked it. It's the old teal, teal and brown and whatnot. Better than the stupid ass Timberwolves court. Brian just showed me that the uh, Georgia Bulldogs beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. 33 to 18. The championship. Sorry. I'm disappointed that you guys even brought that up. <laughs> it's interesting. Fuck Alabama. Yeah. Go Georgia. We got a buddy at work that's going to be stoked. Yeah, I just texted Seth. Shout out, Seth. Hey, how you doing? Haven't heard back yet. Hey, how you doing? I, te- I texted him with like probably two minutes left in the game. Hey, what's up, Seth? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I hope he doesn't work in the morning. <laughs> that man is. What if he fell asleep at halftime? <laughs> there's not a chance. There's a chance. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. That guy's probably not going to sleep tonight. Probably not. At all. <laughs> I like the court. I don't yeah. like how it's the, the it's got different colors on either side. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess it's a gradient in the middle or something. I thought it was cool, different. Sure, it's like I thought it was like uh, contrasting. You know, had good contrast. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I didn't hate it. 
Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking court. Who cares? Uh, what else, Bo? What else did you uh, take away from that game? Let's see. We talked about Lamelo's pass. I did like. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the the I felt like the Hornets were in like they owned the game basically. They're super scrappy, and at the same time, I put the word electric in my notes. But they kind of were playing with like like they were at home and that the home crowd was behind them and that they had the momentum and that I felt like they're the, the whole roster is full of guys that like Terry Rozier and LaMelo ball as, as a shooter, like not as a basketball player, but like as a shooter, all those guys feel like their shots going to go in Uber included they're, Like you said, Uber streaky. And when those guys are cl- uh, rolling, I feel like they're hard to stop. And, mm-hmm. and we haven't even mentioned Gord- Gordon Hayward, who's not, probably worth the contract he has but is a is a good still a good basketball player mm-hmm. he gives them that veteran balance mm-hmm. miles bridges is the one for me that's the guy to me he's like the glue piece yeah if they didn't have him it would be it's kind of like bane for the grizzlies probably maybe yeah in a completely different way but yeah i feel like bridges just kind of sets the fucking tone He's in there battling. Charlotte had the lead 47-41 at the half. And they had held Giannis to eight points. Like 30% shooting. Uh, after three quarters, Charlotte was up 14. But you wouldn't think the Bucks were just going to quit. Like they're going to still try to win. LaMelo got his fifth foul with six minutes left in the game. That's not great for Charlotte. He had to sit on the bench. That wasn't a great situation for them but milwaukee still trailed by like 14 with almost five minutes left in a game but then what happened you guys remember Giannis and middleton they started bringing the team back they did it seemed like to me that charlotte kind of gave up on defense a little bit was giving up easy layups just not seemingly giving much effort and they weren't getting baskets on the other end. So I've totally put it all on Charlotte being a, a young team and the Bucks being a championship team that knows how to close out games. They know what it takes. They know how to finish games. It seemed like Giannis was getting like, he got it like one for sure play was a super easy and one it looked like. With about two minutes left. It was just one thing after another. And that's why the Bucks are so good. It was a series of big buckets for the Bucks. What's wrong with Kyrie? He's, we're watching this Brooklyn-Portland game live. He fell down. He's right by all those fans. Uh, looks like he's jumping over. They're all wearing masks. Little. Do you think I the think fans he's... are wearing masks because Kyrie's not vaccinated? or? <sighs> I think Kyrie's all right. I think he just landed kind of weird. There's a couple guys behind Brooklyn's bench, and they're wearing Sonics jerseys. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've seen Kyrie play. They're wearing Sonics jerseys. Yeah. They're Kevin Durant fans. <laughs> I bet they're Durant jerseys. Gotta be. Yeah, you're right. They drove down from Seattle to Portland. Hmm. Maybe. Or took the train. I don't know. Do they have trains up there? They got boats. Yeah, right. Anything else on the game at this point? 
Oh, are we at a are we at a specific point in the game? I mean, we're at the end of the game. Um, oh, okay. at the end of the game, uh, <laughs> West Matthews took that late three, What'd and I'd take? rather see Middleton take that. But yeah, you know, it's not as easy as me just hitting the pass button to Middleton in a video game, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a playoff game, so yeah. the Bucks are going to be fine. Yeah, and Matthews has hit had hit some threes in the game too, so it's not it's not the worst. Well, they came back. Yeah, and maybe I think that was that. That was the if that shot would have gone in, the game could have gone differently. Mm -hmm. And Matthews kind of blew a defensive assignment near the end of the game too. I kept thinking he was Jason Terry out there for whatever reason. I was like, damn, Jason Terry's grown like three, four inches and still playing basketball. Had that headband on. He looked like Jason Terry for some reason to me. Yes, I guess Matthews is a a really good shooter. I still know. What else he provides a team? He's got some. He's he's been around for a while, so he's a veteran. But he's a good shooter, I guess. Right, forty percent from three, almost seventy percent from two, balancing out to about sixty-two percent from the field. Like I guess that's fair. He doesn't get to the line for shit though. It seems like ever since he got injured, he can't like really attack the rim. He's dropped off. He's six points a game, you know. He's 35 years old. Brian, what else on the game? Oh, let's see. We talked about Bridges. We talked about LaMelo. Mm-hmm. We talked about Scary Terry, right? Not really. I mean, he had 28. He was six from 10. Six to 10 from three. He's still getting buckets. My takeaway player-wise was on the Bucks side. It was, I mean, the Bucks have to be happy that Bobby Portis re-signed with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always yeah. I've been a fan of his game, but he was super effective. I feel like he's a good he meshes well with Giannis. Yeah, but yeah, I mean they have to be happy that they've got they've got him. And I don't he didn't he didn't give up money right he. I think I well he did he, he declined his player option I think and he had a player option and then he resigned for like two I think or he three years gotten, maybe. I think he could have gotten more because he signed a two year seven point four million. He had so a player maybe, option last year for like four. Yeah, so he's got a he had a probably player option last year and then signed this deal. And maybe he's jockeying for position for a bigger contract at age twenty seven. And he's gonna get it because he has been good. He was with the Knicks on that fifteen million dollar deal and then signed with the Bucks. He's gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. Portis agreed. But I think to he, a I think he's a a system guy though i don't think if he goes to the the blazers he's gonna be any good sorry porters agreed to a two-year nine million nine million deal with a player option for the second year mm-hmm. portis declined the player option on his previous contract making him a free agent portis likely could have attracted a larger offer from another team after averaging 11.4 points 5.2 rebounds in six six games for the bucks during the regular season he shot a career best forty seven point one percent on two point four three pointers per game. This was last season. He tweeted when he re-signed with Milwaukee, run that shit back exclamation point in all caps. Aha. Uh-huh. Proud to call Milwaukee my home. Wouldn't want to be nowhere else. Hashtag underdog. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean it's just he, he's a guy who had success with a team won a championship and hey, let's Let's try it again. See what happens. Every and night, he's young, you know. Every night they go out. Him and Giannis are like the same age. Yeah, they go out. 
Giannis is buying a bottle service. Sure. Not Bobby Portis. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they go hang out, Giannis takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. It's just the kind of guy he is. I think you might be onto something about him and Giannis being like kind of tight. Mm-hmm. And hey, if his agent says, if his agent says, look, you're worth more somewhere else, he probably takes it. Yeah, I mean, now's, but the, if he's now's gonna, the time to strike. You he's going to get the same fucking money anywhere, then yeah. he might as well stay with his boy, I would assume. They got a good thing going. They just want a championship. Let's, let's run it back. I like that. But, yeah, it was good to see Charlotte win that game at home. Yeah, they're young, but they're not a bad team. And they won again tonight. Is that correct, Jeff? Yep. Tonight was the rematch in Charlotte again. And uh, Charlotte won again. I didn't watch the game. I just saw the score. They won again. <laughs> that's I mean that's two that's two huge wins for for a young team like that to win the reigning champion defeat the reigning champions in your conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. two games yeah. in a row. Charlotte's young and they're fast. And they're they're long. Mm-hmm. All their players are long. Rozier's like the exception. I've said this before. But I think Rozier is very important to the team's success. He's kind of like the heart and soul of the team kind of guy. He's the fourth quarter guy. He's the balls. It's no surprise that I learned on the broadcast that he modeled his game after D-Wade. That's why he wears number three. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Rozier's kind of like, you know, he's not a big, huge guy, but he's, he's... He's like the Marcus Smart type, you know? He's like a microwave type player. He's like yeah. a Michael Jordan type player. I yeah, think sure. I think so, yeah. Rozier, yeah. Rozier buried a crucial three-pointer when the game got close. The game It was a four-point game with like 47 seconds left. And Rozier hit like a crucial three that pushed it back to seven. And that was the uh, defensive lapse on... Wesley Matthews, like that that three was kind of crucial from Rozier uh, on Charlotte's end. He said after the game, Rozier said, I just know the whole gym was staring at Mello, so I just tried to create some confusion for the defense. I slipped out, and I was wide open. That's what Rozier said of his three-pointer. And that was kind of the defining moment that kind of sealed the game for them. Bobby Portis, we were talking about him earlier. He said after the game, we won last year. (laughs) He said. (laughs) So every game for us is going to be a big game. He had 19 points, 13 rebounds. He said every game, teams are coming for us. So we got to compete at a high level each and every game. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. So maybe... He didn't think they brought their best game, but then they lost again tonight. Yeah, so I mean, you could say <laughs> if Charlotte lost tonight, you just go, okay, well, you know, Milwaukee made some adjustments, right? But no, Milwaukee yeah. lost again, again. So I like this uh, Charlotte team. I'm not sure if I really like watching them play a lot. I don't I know what that it. is. You liked it, Bo? Did you yeah. enjoy it, Brian? I mean, yeah, I had fun watching the game. They didn't. They didn't seem. I mean. Lamelo's exciting to watch. Is he? 
Bridges is exciting to watch. Mellow's fun. I think you know, Mellow's as fun as Anthony Edwards. Yeah. But I mean, there was a point in the, the first half where, I mean, they were just, br- I mean, they were bricking threes left and right. They couldn't yeah. hit shit. They just kept at it, you know. Yeah. Well, both teams were missing, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not my favorite team to watch. Yeah. I don't feel like they... There's nothing special going yeah, on. Yeah, and they, I, don't, they, I don't really feel like they move the ball a lot mm-hmm. in the half court. They mm-hmm. seem like mo- just mostly a transition team. Right. Which is right, fine because right. they're a young team. You know, like that's going to... Yeah. You'll see that. But It's threes and it's dunks. Yeah. They're that team. Yeah. It's like floaters here and there. Mm-hmm. Threes and... And like uh, Plumley reverse jams. Two. There's not, Two! There's not a lot of stuff <laughs> in there. I felt like I felt like there wasn't a lot of stuff in there really entertaining me. Mm-hmm. Like uh like keeping me super interested. Well, LaMelo had that the, the pass we talked about, and I was like, Oh man, he's gonna yeah, here we he's go. gonna be like Magic oh, Johnson, here yeah. we go. And then that was you And know, then there's nothing else. Yeah. He's like, I already did my thing. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Going on break. <laughs> he missed a lot of game time with his foul issues yeah. too, though. But I don't know. It's just like kind of boring. I love Miles Bridges, but he's kind of fucking boring too. What are they missing? Just like a athletic wing or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like an athletic wing that can like create his own, not create his own shot, but can make. Oh, it's it's Gordon Hayward is the problem. Yeah, he's got that role. Yeah, and he's fucking snooze fest Mm -hmm. all game. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) He's taking up all these minutes at a very important role, and he's just kind of like existing. Yeah, yeah. Like Lamelo, Lamelo can shoot it and he can pass it, but he's not cramming it on anybody. You know, he doesn't have anybody to run with necessarily. How much is Hayward getting up and down the fucking court? Yeah. All right. Uh, he, I mean, he had an alley to he had an alley to Bridges that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that was the I think that was the strong like bull comment. I think he alley, I think Lamelo alleyed it to Bridges. Rozier had twenty eight. Bridges had twenty one. Eight rebounds. The Bucks. This was their third loss in four games, so they're kind of skidding a little bit. Borrego said that it was a big win for them. Uh, Giannis after the game said. Charlotte plays hard and they're scrappy. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Scrappy. They're the hard playing scrappy team in the East. <laughs> I don't know. If you're not playing hard, then uh, how are you in the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> Bo, any last thoughts? I like the Charlotte team. Yeah, you liked watching it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep that in mind. We do have to pick a game for next week, but uh, does anybody have anything on their... Uh... Yeah, I got a, a little something, not much. Yeah? On uh, what? The Timberwolves? Yeah. That was a team that you thought uh, you had low expectations for. I thought they'd be a playing team. Yeah. But they're not a top team or a bottom team. Just... Low expectations. What's up? Last five games, they played the Lakers on last Sunday, and then Monday, they played the Clippers. They won both those games. Mm. And then they had a Wednesday, Friday 
home game against the Thunder and away game against the Thunder. Won both those games. And then last night they beat the Rockets in Houston. So that's five in, five in a row. I was going to say, are they streaking? They're doing some things. Um, that you know they've been playing the some of the worst teams in the league, Lakers included. Hmm. That was a joke. Funny, but not not really. Funny. The Lakers Their last who last are ten over five hundred. <laughs> so, to put things in perspective, they've won five in a row, but in their last ten, they're five and five. Yeah. So, the Lakers are over five hundred, whereas the Timberwolves are at five hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So ESPN standings is telling me they've won four in a row, but I felt like it was five. They lose a game there, and I fucked that up. Mm, I got four. Let's they lose to the Lakers last Sunday. Timberwolves over Thunder. Oh, Thunder the, they lost. Clippers. Excuse me, they lost to the Lakers. Okay. Lost to the Lakers. Yeah, my bad. I see. A, I think I see a lot of more losses. So maybe the Lakers <laughs> are a better team than I thought they were. No, they're not. Just slightly better than your Wolves. Yeah, they're the Wolves are a half game back of the Lakers. No, the Wolves should str- are strongly in a plan. Should be strongly be in a playing game situation, which is good. Cool. That's the next step for them as a bunch of twenty uh, six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Lowered expectations. Mm-hmm. Brian's guy Jared Vanderbilt has been really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Brian's fantasy basketball team is stupid. <laughs> Every night, just full stat categories everywhere. <laughs> I hate you both. You Both of you guys are doing really well this year. I beat the guy who was in first place. I beat him this week. Nice. So now Brian, uh, Brian, Evan's in first place, which is a little weird. Yeah, it's like you three. I'm like first to third or something. First to fourth. I'm, I'm fifth fine but i'll take it it's pretty wild it's i'll, I'll give F- fred van fleet all the credit yeah he deserves it he's doing what no raptors ever been able to do how about you brian uh, i mean chicago's just humming along they were on a if you don't count their postponed game against the raptors they were on a nine game winning streak until they lost to the mavericks uh last night yeah that mavericks game what the hell? How'd they lose that? Don't know. That, yeah, that game cost me a lot of fucking money. <laughs> that was the only game I missed on any of my parlays. I thought parlays. they were going for 10, 10 in a row. They're 26 and 11. Um, they've got some games to make up. They postponed three games in December. Hmm. They're 26 and 11. Milwaukee's second in the Central at 26 and 17. So, yeah, I mean, that's just they've, you know, Chicago's got to make three games up. They're going to have to jam some in. Yeah. Well, that's all I really got. I mean, they're just they've they've they're just the Chicago Bulls playing well. Portland beat the Nets tonight. <laughs> yeah, Bulls cruising along. Nothing to see here. I think I nailed uh, lowered expectations this season. I picked the Spurs over the last couple of weeks. It looks like they're about like one in six, two in seven. In the new year, they've won one game against Boston. Boston's got some issues. Funny thing, and Boston fans have started losing their fucking minds, apparently. Did you guys see that clip of the Boston fans fighting in the stands? (laughs) I did not. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, at the end of the video, some guy just yells out, Jason Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah, that's how Boston fans are dealing with their uh, pretty shitty season so far. Oh, 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 I love the Jason Tatum guy. <laughs> but yeah, my Spurs, you know, they, they're just losing. I was right in thinking that the expectations were low. It's more about how it's affecting, like, Boston. Like, uh, San Antonio actually winning a game affects Boston in such a negative way that fans just start fighting in the stands. And we're losing to San Antonio. Like, they're losing their fucking minds in the stands. Let's pick a game for next week. <laughs> Tuesday, Golden State at Memphis. Love it. I'll be there. Ooh. Could be fun. We've I done mean, some. We've done some low profile ones. We've done good job mm-hmm. keeping it low profile. I mean, I'd say it's still Memphis, so it's still low profile. Yeah, that and uh, I feel like we've done a good job at picking games that were outside of our market and lower profile games. Like we can reward ourselves with a big, a big one. Yeah, this is the number one and two power rankings teams. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna have to say? I don't know. Jamo Grant's good or Steph Curry's good. That's what that's what's gonna come down that's to. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, see, I watched it, but I think one guy's good. That's the matchup you're looking at. But the matchup <laughs> I'm looking at uh-huh. is Desmond Bain versus Clay Thompson. <laughs> there you go. You mean Desmond Bain versus Desmond Bain? Yes. Desmond's Bain Bain. Desmond's Desmond Bain's versus Desmond Bain. Desmond clay plays thompson's yeah uh, apparently draymond did not travel with the team he has an injury he has sand in his vagina jonathan oh jonathan kaminga played in the g league game tonight he did against the memphis hustle at the lander center uh-huh um that's coming from a confidential source inside in the memphis media getting in some extra reps he'll be worn out tomorrow or ready to go. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a five-star system because I'm a five-star man. <laughs> How many stars do we give that game? Five and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, this is a big game for Memphis. I'm going to go with four and a half stars. It's pretty big. It's yeah. like as close to a five stars we're ever going to yeah. get, I think. Well, and one of us is going to be there. Mm-hmm. One of us is going to be there and come in here and say, I had a lot of fun at the game. (laughs) Did you watch the game? Did you watch it? No. Uh, Okay, so there's that. There's also Wednesday, Brooklyn at Chicago. I looked at that one. Uh, That would be a fun game to do because it is at Chicago, so Kyrie would play. Stars? And at Chicago, Bo, how many stars there? I'll give it four. Grizz is a little bit bigger. I'd give that three and a half or four stars. I think that that's a. I mean, that's a big Eastern Conference matchup. I feel like three and a half. It is. Let's just do Grizzlies. Uh, 
Warriors. Yeah. And uh, watch the game. All right. We picked our game. It's the number one and number two power rankings teams. It has to be because it's Memphis and it's the Warriors. It's going to be fun. I don't care if Draymond plays or not. I don't give a fuck about excuses. We don't have Dylan Brooks. We being Memphis. That's it. Go Grizz. Let's let's beat these Warriors tomorrow night. Let's go. Let's get that 10, yeah. 10 chip. They're giving away hoodies. I got to get there early. Get there Ooh. really early. You always get there early. Mike Mike all, Mike gets there early. Mike's taking me to the game. Shout out Mike Z. Are they all XLs or are you going to get a large? I'm going to try to get a large. Oh, no. They're probably all XL. They're all XL. I don't know why they do that. Just make them all large and make the XLs suffer. That's no. <laughs> That's COVID's job, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the MLK game next week? Um, A week from today, yeah. Chicago Bulls? Yeah. That'll be a fun watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough uh, stretch for the Grizzlies coming up. Warriors, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Bulls, Bucks, Nuggets, Mavericks, yeah, Spurs, Utah, Washington, Philly, and that's uh, it for January. But that's a tough January. There's only one gimme game in there, and that's uh, the Spurs. And you never know what you're going to get with those fuckers. They just out of nowhere decide to win a game. Tough schedule. I mean, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, we just played the Lakers, the Clippers, the Cavs, the Nets, the Lakers, the Suns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've had a... Already had it? No. I mean, it. I admitted the bad teams. You know, our last 10 were Lakers, Clippers, Boston. I'm sorry, Detroit, Cleveland, Brooklyn, San Antonio, Lakers, Suns, Kings, Warriors, mm. Thunder. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know. Yeah, these are all playoff teams, though, coming up. All of them, except for the Spurs. Yeah, well, I mean, the, oh, I guess you're right. I guess the, the Lakers aren't a playoff team, so. <laughs> yeah, when does it get easier? I mean, we played a lot of that. We played some of that stretch without Ja. Does it get easier in February around the All-Star break? It's not very tough. There's very few games in February, and we play Orlando, Detroit, New Orleans, Knicks. I guess the Knicks are so-so. Minnesota, Spurs. February is pretty chill, to be honest, looking at it. And March doesn't look brutal either as far as playoff teams go. How many playoff teams do we – like if we take the standings right now and we take them to March, how many of March's games are playoff games, playoff teams – let me see. Five? Five out of 14 are playoff teams in March. So that's easier. We're in a tough stretch right now, and they're on a streak. Maybe they can keep it up. Hopefully they don't get stuck in like some kind of trap in March where they let their guard down and start losing to bad fucking teams. No, they're a good coach. Well-coached team. They're yeah. good. Hope so. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Let's call it. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate you joining. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for letting me do it virtually. Virtually. Yeah. Brian, thank you for coming over. Thank you for having me, Jeff. In studio. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
stand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. It's like there's two songs happening at the same time. <laughs> 